And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, just me today. I'm doing some listener mail. It's been a minute, but uh, yeah, I have some great questions, as always. Looking forward to getting into that. Uh, guys, before I get to listener mail, if you haven't already, guys, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. If you are an Apple user, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, before, uh, before we jump into listener mail, obviously the runoff, the Georgia runoff election was last night. Um, not great. Herschel Walker has lost. Looks like he's going to lose by around four points. It's about what I expected. Um, so, yeah, a, another pickup for the Democrats. They'll have 51 Senate seats. Um, which means no more, you know, splitting uh, uh, committee assignments, anything like that. The Democrats are in full control over all of that. Very unfortunate. Um, and we're actually going to jump right into uh, more of that with the first listener mail question. Uh, who is to blame for Herschel Walker's loss? Um, everyone. <laughs> everyone. All sides are to blame. If, if your favorite commentator uh, is blaming somebody today, um, he or she is correct. There is plenty of blame to go around. I don't know why um, so many pundits on the right and, and people on the right just can't wrap their heads around this. Everyone is to blame. The establishment sucks. Um, the establishment didn't adequately support uh, a lot of these candidates, especially the America First candidates, Trump-endorsed candidates. Um, you know, they pulled money from a lot of these these races. I know we're specifically talking about Georgia, and, and you know, McConnell didn't pull any money from Georgia, but... Um, going to you know Blake Masters in Arizona, you know a lot of these these cases, um, and you know that's terrible. You know they they didn't adequately adequately support these guys. Um, Trump sucks as well. Trump is so politically toxic with voters that honestly his endorsement probably hurts candidates in the general elections at this point. Um, and if you want to follow the money, he he obviously raised a ton of money over a hundred million dollars and kept it all for himself. You know he should have been spending it in places like Georgia. He should have been you know, campaigning more in Georgia. They all should be. Um, plenty of blame to go around. Obviously, Herschel Walker himself, um, he's a terrible candidate. He, he, he ran an absolutely horrific race. Um, it, it's super easy to not knock up random women and pay for abortions, ladies and gentlemen. My goodness, if that's the best we can do in the Republican Party, then we deserve to lose. Plenty of plenty of blame to go around. The, the primary voters that, that voted for Walker when there were a handful of much better options available, they're to blame as well. Um, everyone. I mean, the the RNC, Trump, everyone in between. Plenty of blame to go around. And we all lose. We all get poorer. The the dollar loses value. Um, and things get worse because of it. So congratulations to all involved. You all suck. <laughs> you are all terrible. Um, not great. Not great. Can we get Dr. Fauci versus Rand Paul in a cage match? Um, well, going back to Georgia, no, we can't. Sure can't. Um, uh, now the Democrats have control over the Senate. You know, it's it's not a 50-50 split. Obviously, with 50-50, they still control the Senate. Obviously, with Kamala Harris as the tie-breaking vote. But the parties would 
would have had to split control of these, you know, committee assignments and stuff like that. Um, now that's not the case. I mean, they're they're not going to let the Democrats aren't going to let Rand Paul get his hands on Fauci. Um, Fauci will get away with everything. I mean, obviously, you know, he'll be questioned by the House, but um, these Senate hearings are a lot more consequential than than House hearings. So, um, not a lot of optimism on that front, and that's why Georgia mattered. You know, um, I think a lot of Republican voters maybe didn't turn out because that you know they knew that you know Georgia didn't control the the fate of the Senate. So what's the point? The kind of defeatist mentality. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of that, but. You know, I would have loved to see Rand Paul execute Dr. Fauci once a week on live TV. I mean, that would have been fantastic, but uh, we're not going to get it. And, you know, with with all these races, you know, just going back to the horrific midterms that we've had, I know we've been talking about it ad nauseum for the last month, but this stuff matters. I mean, you know, we can whine and complain about stuff like voter fraud and, and the, the mail-in voting scheme, the ballot harvesting scheme. You can complain about that all you want. And hey, maybe, you know, Carrie Lake could have done something about it in Arizona, but she can't because she lost. You know, I mean, there's just, there's no point in talking about any of this stuff if our candidates can't win. You have to win first. If, if you want to break these systems, if you want to rebuild these systems, you got to win. You got to win by fraud proof majorities. You actually need to get good men and women in there that are in a position to do any, do something about this. And now we're just going to, you know, Complain and complain and complain. Ballot harvesting, mail-in voting, voter fraud, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing anybody can do about it. Democrats control Pennsylvania. Democrats control Arizona. Democrats control Wisconsin and Michigan. Nothing is going to be done about any of this, and we better figure out how to combat it quick. Next question. (laughs) <laughs> do you have to do you have to watch Top Guns starring Jesse Jane, Caden Cross, and Stoya in order to watch the new Top Gun movie? I don't understand this reference at all. I don't know what that means. I have no idea who any of those individuals are, actually. Um, but I'm gonna guess no. No feels like the correct answer here. Um, by the way, I still haven't watched the new Top Gun movie, <laughs> and, and I always do this. Like, enough time has passed that I probably won't, or at least I won't for, like, 10 years. Like, I, when, when movies I want to see come out, I'm always like, oh, yeah, I'll go see that movie, and then I don't, and then enough time passes that just, like, society moves on, and I just forget about it. So, I mean, on the bright side, that tactic does save me a lot of time, <laughs> because I basically watch one out of ten, every 10 movies... I want to watch, which is one out of a thousand movies that come out, and I just end up not watching any movies. It, it's a big time saver. You guys should you guys should try it if you hate movies. Let's see. Excellent question. Your estimate on when a libertarian makes an actual run for the presidency will it need to be consistent at the lower levels, governor, state rep, etc. Um, so, a question: Do you mean a LP candidate? A, a, a capital L Libertarian Party candidate. Because um, in that case, that's not going to happen anytime soon. I mean, they'll always run someone. Um, it looks like Dave Smith, who's a, a comic and podcaster, someone who, a really bright guy who I, I respect a lot. I like Dave a lot. Uh, it looks like he'll, if he wants to run, he'll probably be their nominee in 2024. Um, and he's great, but he's talked on his show openly about how it's not you know a serious run. It's about getting the message of liberty out there, 
um, and just spreading the the message, you know, um, and not actually trying to win the presidency, um, which I, I respect. I mean, there's definitely some utility in that. I mean, there's no harm in advancing the message for sure. Um, it, a libertarian with a real shot to become president has to be a Republican, obviously, and that's why I am a registered Republican. Um, yeah, obviously, Ron Paul came the closest in both 08 Ot eight um, and twenty twelve. He he won primaries and caucuses both times. You know he came pretty close. Um, came in second to Mitt Romney in twenty twelve. Um, he received millions of Republican primary votes. Um, and I I do believe uh, talking about you know elected office at the lower levels. I I do believe it's got to be somebody like Ron, who has won elected office before. Obviously, he was a longtime congressman from Texas. There's just huge advantages to having won an election. You know, campaigning is a skill in and of itself. I mean, if you've never done it before, you you just, there's nothing that can prepare you for the arena like that um, besides just doing it, getting in there and doing it. Um, and a, a lot, not, not only is it a skill that you, you know, it's a muscle you need to exercise campaigning, but a lot of, I mean, look at these midterms this year. A lot of the candidates who lost, a lot of the Republicans who lost, were first-time candidates. Tudor Dixon in Michigan, Carrie Lake, um, Blake Masters, uh, Dr. Oz, Herschel Walker, all, all these guys. These are all people that had not run before. Um, so they just haven't exercised that muscle. They, they didn't know what it takes to win an election, especially if you're running, um, you know, statewide. It, it, it really matters to having having that experience in your back pocket and the biggest advantage to you know having run before is you've been vetted you've been vetted by the media you've been vetted by the party you've been vetted by voters i mean voters know you you know and you don't run into something like herschel walker where it turns out he has all these secret children nobody knew about he would paid for an abortion from a woman you know he, he was having an affair with um you know these things don't come out in October <laughs> before an election if you've run before if you've been vetted um you know l- let the democrats freaking rip your candidate apart you know and uh if they find nothing then you have a good candidate i mean you know even if they they can always lie and make make stuff up and embellish things you know exaggerate obviously that's what the corporate that's what corporate media does but you you have to vet these candidates man We've seen it time and time again. You know, it, you, if, you, if you haven't run for office before, you haven't been vetted, skeletons are going to come out of that closet nine times out of ten. Um, having run before mitigates that, you know. And and obviously Trump winning in 2016 kind of threw a wrench in all of that. Before that, it was basically unimaginable that somebody that's never run for office before would go straight to a presidential run and, and win. Obviously, you know, U.S. Grant... Uh, Ike Eisenhower had never held political office, but they had both won major wars in the years prior, the Civil War and World War II. So they were beloved figures. They were, they had, you know, great name recognition. Obviously, everyone knew who Grant and Eisenhower were. If you're an American voter um, at at those times, they were very famous. They had excellent name recognition. They were well respected. So it's like, you know, they they weren't politicians, but they kind of had already. They, they'd been in the limelight. They've kind of been vetted previous. So it's like, you know, it's just, it's tough. And and Trump was so famous. He had so much money. He had such a base of support that he was able to overcome all those things. But I just don't think, it, it's got a, it's got, like Ron Paul, 
I'd, I'd love to see a libertarian who has run for office and won as a Republican, been vetted, been through the fire, you know, been through everything. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see. It, it, it's it's tough. You know, like, I think the country was a lot more ready for a libertarian candidate like Ron Paul than they are now. Um, the kind of libertarian moment has kind of been replaced by, like, the nationalist, like, America first kind of thing, which is fine. I mean, there, there's a lot of good parts of that movement as well and a lot of candidates I support in that movement. But, um, you know, unfortunately, I think times have to get much worse you know things economically speaking things once people get things get a lot worse the democrats become even more authoritarian than they are now then people will start looking for small government again people will start looking for freedom again uh right now it doesn't really seem like people want freedom you know people seem on both sides of the aisle like they want to be told what to do like they want overlords they want masters to tell them what to do um and and that's not really conducive to a libertarian figure um, gaining traction right now. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it doesn't take as long as I think it might take for another Ron Paul to, to emerge and, and maybe do even better, um, than, than Ron did. But, um, we'll see, you know, and, and who knows, like, who knows if it's somebody we already know, like somebody like a, a a Rand Paul or a Mike Lee or a Thomas Massey, who I think is probably the, the best politician we have, um, you know, maybe, or maybe it's somebody completely new. You never know. But, um, yeah, if, if you're talking LP, I just don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, the the current uh, people that run the the LP kind of know, and, and I respect this a lot about them. They they know that their goal isn't necessarily even to for their candidates to win elected office right now. It's just kind of just spread the message of liberty. Um, so they're not even necessarily trying to win. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. What happens if Ron DeSantis does not run in 2024? Will you support Trump? Um, yeah, I mean, I'd vote for Trump. I would I would vote for Trump. I'll vote for whoever the Republican nominee is because the, the Democrats are just that bad. I, within reason. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, I'm not that much of a hack. Within reason, I wouldn't vote for, like, you know, I don't know, like Liz Cheney. I'm mean, not that there's any chance of her becoming the Republican nominee, obviously, but I only mean I wouldn't vote for an actually evil candidate, you know, who I've, I I don't agree with on anything. Um, but, uh, you know, I would vote for Trump. I voted for him in 2016 and 2020. Um, so if I'm if I'm forced to, I would again. But um, voting for him does not mean supporting him. I do not support his candidacy in any way because he can't win. You know, it has nothing to do with Trump's flaws, has nothing to do with Trump's policies or him having dinner with a Nazi or whatever. Like, honestly, it doesn't even have anything to do with that. I just don't support him because he can't win. We just need guys who can beat Joe Biden. Joe Biden has done so much damage in two years. He's gearing up to do a heck of a lot more in the next two years. We just cannot afford another Democrat victory um, in, in 2024. And Trump has lost three straight election cycles. He has not won anything in six years. I mean, 2016 was six years ago, guys. I know it seems like it was yesterday, but he lost big in 2018. He lost big in 2020, and he lost big in 2022. And he's getting worse, <laughs> okay? He's getting sloppier. He's getting less entertaining. He can't win. If DeSantis doesn't run, which I think he will, but if he doesn't, then boy, I don't know. I don't know. I think he may be the only one who can beat Trump in the primaries. Um, but if for some reason he doesn't want to run, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully there's another candidate who emerges who can actually beat the Democrats because Trump, he's just so toxic 
at this point. Some of it's his own doing, and some of it's just lies and propaganda from the media. Um, but he's just so toxic at this point. I just don't. I, I honestly, can you, ladies and gentlemen, ask yourself, how does Trump win back white women? How does he win back the suburbs? By Ron DeSanctimonious, by having dinner with neo Nazis, by whining on Truth Social about 2020 over and over, by calling to overthrow the U.S. Constitution. That'll win back white women. That'll win back the soccer moms. That'll help them with the black vote. Like, what are we talking about? You need white women. If you're going to win a federal election as a Republican, you need the suburbs. You need a majority of white women. Trump can't do that. And he's getting worse at this with age. He's almost 80, and he accidentally just had dinner with Nick Fuentes. Okay, if, if, you're, if you're dumb enough to get duped by Nick Fuentes, you're not, you're not smart enough to take on the Democrat machine, the media machine, and win. I just don't think he can win. So honestly, if, if DeSantis doesn't run in 24, I think we're in a world of hurt. But, you know, it's still two years out. Maybe we'll have more candidates. You know, the only candidates other than Ron DeSantis who are talking about running are just terrible. I mean, you see have like a war hawk, a warmonger like John Bolton. You have Larry Hogan, this milk toast, like left of center Republican. He has no no shot. Mike Pompeo, come on. Mike Pence, please. Nikki Haley, my goodness. She would get <laughs> she gets seven votes in Iowa. Not seven percent. Seven individuals would <laughs> would vote. I mean these people have no shot at all. They might as well not run. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know. You know, people have talked about somebody like a Glenn Youngkin, somebody who's proved he could win a blue state in Virginia. Obviously, that was very impressive what he did um, last year. But we'll see. I, I think it's kind of DeSantis or bust at this point. I think he's earned the shot. Um, I think he can, uh, you know, beat Trump at his own game, you know, well, not beat him at his own game, but beat him in the primaries by not engaging with the Trump game, how he baited Marco Rubio to talk about penis size on national television. (laughs) You know, they got, you know, he got Ted Cruz to engage in these yelling matches with him and and insult fights with him. I think DeSantis is a lot smarter than those guys. I think he could just avoid the, the mudslinging. Um, but yeah, if he, if he doesn't run, I don't know. Would I vote for Trump? I sure would, because Biden's that bad. Um, but I just don't think the man can win. Don't think the orange guy can win, but maybe I'm wrong. I, I really don't think I'm wrong about this one, ladies and gentlemen. I, 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 I've, I've seen enough. We've lost, and we've lost, and we've lost. Trump has been a big part of that losing. I'm real tired of losing. I'd, I'd love to get back in the, in the, in the win column, guys. Uh, that's all I got for today. Thank you. Thank you for the great questions, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for the great feedback I've been getting lately. I really do appreciate it. Um, God bless you guys. Hopefully you guys are having a great week. Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. (laughs) 